Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. And you're back with us for a new no. show this week. Yeah, another week. Yes. So Maurice, this week has been pretty exciting for us. Yes, it really has. We hit a little bit of a milestone. <laughs> we did. We got some press coverage, y'all. We did. We in the paper. We in the paper. Front page. Yes. Of Philadelphia Gay News. Yes. Um, so we want to thank um, Adriana Frazier. Mm-hmm. She wrote a lovely article yeah. about our podcast. She did. We was also featured internationally. <laughs> we were. So we were featured on Yo Homo, which is a queer blog out of Toronto. And they listed us as one of their favorite podcasts that they're listening to. And we posted the links to both of these on our social media. So be sure to check that out. Category is pod on Instagram and Twitter and also Facebook. Yes. Yeah. And that was exciting. It was. That personally brought a little bit of a, a tear to my eye. It did? You know, one of my three favorite people of all time is... is. RuPaul Charles. Oh, really, yeah. And like, you know, RuPaul was on that list. Mm-hmm. And for us to be on that list. We were like right under. Right under RuPaul. RuPaul. <laughs> it was shocking. Yeah. I mean, honestly, shocking. And in yeah. honor and awesome. So, you know, we're going to keep the momentum of keep the podcast going. going. Yes. We thank all you guys for listening and supporting us each week. And we are going to work our hardest to give you good quality content and conversation. Every week. Every week. Yeah. Weekly. Wednesdays. On time. Hump day. (laughs) (laughs) So, Maurice, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, So, the article came out on Friday, so I was, like, running around the city trying to get um, copies of the paper. Right. So, um, did that, and then we went to the museum, the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Oh, nice. Yes, we went to see the Dior show. How was it? It was a little underwhelming. Really? Yeah. Because I guess in my mind, I, th- I was thinking it was going to be Dior and Haute Couture and gowns, gowns. beautiful gowns. Yeah, and they were gonna <laughs> and they were going to just have like endless gowns from like back in like the 40s, 50s, like all throughout time. Right. And you would just see, you know, this gown was worn by this woman. This gown was worn by, worn by this woman. And they literally had just one room of gowns and it was probably like 30 of them at the most. I mean, that's a and, lot. But the majority of them were not even Dior. Who are they? Like, no-name people. I mean, they did well, have wait, the ones... were they, like, designers, like, that held, you know, the house? Like, Some of them were. Like, you know... They had Balenciaga. They had, um... There's designers yeah, that come in yeah. and will hold, you know, will run the house for a few Yeah, years. they had Yves Saint Laurent. They had, you know, people who were, you know, like, the head of the house at that time. And then... But then they also had, like, literally no-name people who had no association with Dior at all. Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. It was unfortunate. And it was literally like you walk in that one room, you go around the corner, and then that's the exit. And that was it. Hey. Yeah. Keep your expectations low, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, the Philadelphia Museum of Art usually curates mm-hmm. awesome collections. Yeah. yeah. That's just unfortunate because every yeah. time I go there, I see really, really good stuff. Yeah. That was just a little bit of a downer. So then after that, we kind of walked through the city and did. It's um, cold this weekend and damp. It was fine. Mm. Yeah, we walked like six miles though. Oh no, God! Yeah. Uber, hello. <laughs> walking six miles yeah. in, in January? Yeah, crazy. I mean, it wasn't that bad. And then on Sunday we went to a Christmas party. <laughs> a Christmas party? Yes. Was it like a Three Kings Day? Party? It was like a Three Kings Day, like Epiphany party. Yeah. So okay. We did that, and did you go loaded good. with your Bible verses? Were <laughs> you just shoot, uh, spewing them out? It was no, I did not. Okay. It was just like lots of food and that's pretty much it. Nice. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. How was your weekend? 
My weekend was exhausting. Really? As usual? Well, no. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, exhausting with fun. It was exhausting with, like, you know, helping, you know, um, you know, people move stuff Mm -hmm. and then laundry, grocery shopping, Mm -hmm. cleaning, just, like... Trying to do a whole stuff. bunch of normal stuff. And yeah. I'm, I'm still tired. That takes a lot of work. You're always tired. You might need some vitamins or something. Don't do that. <laughs> I take my vitamins. Okay. I got my care of package. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I take my vitamins daily. <laughs> I don't feel no effect, though. No. None? Mm-mm. Well. It's all right, though. Okay. As you all know, we're having a sober January. No drink January. Yes. That's what we call That's it. That's what we call it. Yeah. I, we've been calling it sober January, mm-hmm. but that seems so... Hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No drank. No drinks. <laughs> no drank. No drinks January. It's more well, fun. It is, yeah. So, you know, what you're drinking is a little dry this week. Literally. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but this week we have a lovely mocktail, a mm-hmm. nice um, beverage that Maurice has made for us. Yeah, so I made a lavender lemonade and I posted the recipe on our Instagram. So it's basically, I made a simple syrup with... Um, they sell fresh la- or dried lavender mm-hmm. in Whole Foods. It's just like a little pouch. Right. Yeah. And then so I just, when I made the simple syrup, which is equal parts sugar and water, mm-hmm. you just put the lavender in and let that steep. Right. And it got, you know, like a little light um, purplish kind of color. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. yeah. And then I just mixed some lim- lemonade in it. So. Lovely. Yeah. It's Lovely. Good. I feel like Beyonce, <laughs> you know, drinking my lemonade. But no, that's nice. Yeah. It's really refreshing. But it it's, is, it's, yeah. You know, I like it because, you know, I'm a gin drinker. Mm-hmm. And I like anything that's, like, kind of florally like, yeah, or herbaceous, mm-hmm. uh, juniper berry-ish. Yeah. It's yeah. just, I love, it has a slight, a slight floral yeah. taste. Don't, would... don't be trying to substitute the recipe, y'all. You cannot <laughs> use your lavender essential oils. No. You cannot use the lavender uh, satchel that goes under your pillow. Mm-hmm. Use food-grade yes. lavender. Yes, yes. Yes. This would be really good with some vodka in it, though. This would be bomb yeah. with some vodka. <laughs> but, but you know. We'll get that in February. I, I'm I'm supporting you in solidarity of the bullshit. I don't know why I agreed to this. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my promise. This is a long... How many more days we got? I don't know. Mm, okay. We're not even a third of the way there. How no, about that? No, that's right. How um, about that? Well, it's going to be a long one. And my kidneys don't feel no better for it. At all? Um, Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Okay. I do a little bit more of a pep in my step. Okay. You know, the skin's not as <laughs> as, 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 as greasy. Oh, but okay. this has been a crazy week in terms of categories. Categories is popping this week. Categories y'all. is popping. Yeah. Let me tell y'all, before we started doing this podcast, I was never really cognizant of this thing called the news cycle. Mm-hmm. And news moves fast. Very fast, yeah. Stories get stale, mm-hmm. dry, like them um, saltine crackers in the back of your cabinet <laughs> that ain't been touched in yeah. two years. And it's just like... You have to be abreast. Yeah. I like that word. Is that the right use of the word? Abreast? Yeah. You have to keep abreast. abreast. Yeah. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to touch? I didn't have to do that. Yeah. In motion. Sorry, you guys can't see us. <laughs> uh, uh, you have to stay abreast of the current events. What's going on. And what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. And what the people are saying. They say a lot. And they say a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, but in the month of December... There were times when I felt like we were kind of gasping at straws yeah. to give y'all quality categories. Yeah. It was a little dry and, and a little slow in little, December. Yeah. yeah. But I can't help but feel that that's like almost intentional because we are out the gate in January with Baking. categories on categories on categories. Yeah. And we're going to discuss the thing that everyone's talking about. Mm. We're not even going to give y'all no teaser. 
surviving R. Kelly. Have you watched it? I didn't watch it. I did. Yeah? I did. Uh, how well, was it? Why you ain't watch? I just felt like it was going to be a lot of mess. And I didn't want to do that with my with my time. Well, so. I did it. I guess that's what I did with like half my Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat down and I watched like five and a half hours of mm-hmm. the too long. six hour um, yeah. um, show or series, docu-series. And it was good. It was, um, I believe, produced by Dream Hampton. And okay. it kind of starts off with, you know, R. Kelly, his childhood. Okay. Um, you know, he was Ill- not, I don't want to say illiterate, but he had a hard time <laughs> reading and writing. Okay. Uh, he even still, to this day, does not mm. read and write well. Yeah. And, you know, he had, uh, uh, they kind of talked about how he was, uh, they didn't really get too in-depth. But they said that he was sexually abused uh, or assaulted as a young boy. Okay. Him and his younger brother. Okay. His younger brother went to him to try to like, as like a litmus test to say, okay, if I go tell Robert, that's R. Kelly. If I go tell Robert, what his response will be will mm-hmm. kind of be indicative of whether or not I should tell our mother. Okay. And when he went to tell Robert, he was like, don't say anything. Okay. Or I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And denied it. It was sad to, to, to hear what he had went through, but you understand like the cycle of abuse. Mm-hmm. In lack of therapy. And, you know, it, it gives you more insight in, into into the mind of R. Kelly, into the, um, not to, you know, into some of his issues, his history, his past, okay. some of the psychology there. Right. But in, in no way justifies his conduct or his actions. Mm-hmm. But I just had a whole lot of feelings about the entire documentary, and I'm still mm-hmm. kind of honestly, like, sifting through them. Okay. Um... So like what's what was the I guess format of this? Did they just have like interviews? Did they interview his so victims, I, family? Like what? Well, they interviewed his family. Okay. His, his older brother was in prison. The one in prison. Yeah, and then but the, there was the younger brother who is just living his life. Mm-hmm. They interviewed his uh, ex-wife Andrea Kelly from Hollywood Exes. Yes, mm-hmm. I didn't watch that show. I did. I love that show. I saw. I, re- I was like, wait, is that the same lady that was teaching Candy and them uh-huh. how to dance yeah. on a, a reunion? Yep. Yep. That's when yeah. I recognized her. Oh, from, okay. On Bravo. No, I loved Hollywood Exes because they had Eddie Murphy's ex-wife Nicole. Mm-hmm. They had. Let me Princess see. Nicole ex-wife. Murphy is the most gorgeous yeah. woman. The body, the mug. Yeah. <laughs> well, she had some work done, but still. Yeah. They had Prince's ex-wife, and they had Will Smith's ex-wife. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, Andrea Kelly was on the show. Mm-hmm. His previous... Uh, she tour- dined him out? Like, what, is, what was she saying? We'll get to it. Okay. Uh, his previous tour manager, Demetrius Smith, was on the show. Okay. Some of his victims were on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also, what I really appreciated is that there was a lot of due diligence. They had um, hip-hop writers, music historians. Uh-huh. They had uh, criminologists, legal analysts, okay. psychologists. Okay. So it was a really comprehensive look at issue okay now i'll say this before you know i think that r kelly and what he's done um is a travesty it's disgusting and he is a monster and let me finish my sentence (laughs) and it needs to be addressed okay my frustration is this ain't new, sis. At all. I was a smooth 13 years old mm-hmm. when that infamous videotape came out where he did those unspeakable acts to that yeah. 14-year-old girl. Wow. The girl was older than me when that video came uh-huh. out. So that was over half my life ago. Uh-huh. It's been known. Yeah. It is known. It's known. It, it is, is known. known. 
that R. Kelly is a pedophile. It is known. So why are we all acting surprised and shocked now? Mm -hmm. You know, people have been out here stepping in the name of love at every other wedding (laughs) for the past decade and a half. I believe I can fly. You know, y'all been, I believe and I can fly. I hate that song. It's a horrible song. Well... You know, inspirational for the kids. Y'all been putting the key in the ignition. (laughs) You know, trapped in the closet, trapped in the closet. But it's just like my frustration as I watched the entire documentary Mm -hmm. was not so much with R. Kelly, because that's obvious, right? That's the low. That's easy. Yeah. It was the more complex issue of the black community Mm -hmm. and what we do to protect the most vulnerable Mm -hmm. of that community, Mm -hmm. which is our young girls. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, women are not given the advantages societally mm-hmm. in the protections that men are. That's true. And they are vulnerable. And the most vulnerable people in our community mm. are black girls. And it's just like, does no one not care about them? Mm-hmm. And I hate the hypothetical, but it's true. Mm-hmm. If these were young white girls, mm-hmm. it'd be a totally different story. That's true. And I can't help but feel like R. Kelly's conduct was carefully thought and planned out because he took advantage and he preyed upon poor black Mm -hmm. girls Mm -hmm. who no one would care about. Mm -hmm. And he was able to perpetuate his proclivity in a way that he could do it in plain sight. It was mm-hmm. written into his lyrics, mm-hmm. aging the umbutta number, down keep it on but the down low. Mm-hmm. And it's been known. It is mm-hmm. known. He used to hang around that high school and he's, he's been doing it. But at, as you, as the community continued to support him, right. he felt like I'm living my authentic truth. People know, and they still support me. And right. then he became invincible and he felt like moral code does not apply to him because he operates above it right and i'm not justifying him i'm just trying to get into his head but it's just like i I think our community Mm -hmm. it's the problem still to this day Mm -hmm. he's protecting his abuser Mm -hmm. why do we do that in the black community Mm -hmm. that's the problem well okay my question with the documentary is or with this whole thing is that where were the charges okay because if he was doing all of this, which he was, allegedly, where are the charges? Okay, so, I'm not sure exactly what happened with his case, right? But when the child pornography came out right. in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. he was charged with 21 counts of child pornography, mm-hmm. right? They couldn't charge him. They thought that it was, from a strategic legal standpoint, it was best to go for the child pornography as to the statutory rape. Okay. Right? Because of the varying ages of the girls, the age of consent in Illinois Mm -hmm. is 17, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think that there was more teeth in Uh going after the child pornography um, claims. And, you know, he'd defeat those things. But one of the things that blew me in the documentary is mm-hmm. that there was a girl at one of his trials. Mm-hmm. And she was a part of the Support R. Kelly team. Really? And she was a minor. Okay. And he picked her up. He was on trial for child pornography and picked up a minor at the wow. trial. Like, that's how audacious this man was. That's how invincible he felt. Well. He, he, there's even footage of him on the, on the documentary saying, if they wanted to do this to me, they should have did this 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know? We all know he was married to Aaliyah. 
Mm. And that his tour manager forged the marriage documents to say that she was 18 when she was in fact 15. Mm. And I'm not trying to disparage Aaliyah's memory at yeah, all, but a fact, so, a fact is a fact. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, okay. Um, and I'm just playing devil's advocate because... Sure. You know, some of the people who are making comments like, are Kelly to go to jail and this, that, and the third, like some of these, you know, women were in high school and they had grown men picking them up from high school. What are you talking about? You never had that girl in high school. And... Well, you know what? I think that that's an interesting point too, right? Like, remember our conversation last week when mm -hmm. we were kind of talking about Too Grown, too grown yeah. and how societally we try to protect our girls mm -hmm. because we don't want them to grow up too fast. Right. But I do think that it is that girls mature faster than boys. I just think it's a... That's a fact. I think it's just, yeah. I don't want to say it's a fact, but I, I think it's a, it's a generally accepted idea. Yeah, yeah. But I think that I remember being in high school and being, you know, 15, 16, 17, mm -hmm. and the girls that were, you know, your age, well, not my age, because I wasn't interested in them, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, girls your age were yeah. not interested in you. They, they kind of for you. Yeah. wanted the older guy. Mm -hmm. They wanted the guy that was in college, the mm -hmm. guy that had the car. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's not uncommon. And even when I was watching the documentary, this is my thing. I totally believe all these women. I support them. I do. I do believe okay. them. Because there's no way you're going to find this many people with the same story. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, but no, it's a, it's a pattern. It's a practice. It's a mm -hmm. cycle. This man had set up infrastructures and systems to insulate himself from ever being prosecuted. Yeah. You know? Right. And he had a method. Yeah. His method was to prey upon girls who were young, vulnerable, impressionable, impressionable mm -hmm. easily influenced. Mm -hmm. The power dynamic is off. Imagine being a 16-year-old girl and a famous, rich right. singer mm -hmm. is interested in you. You know, and well, that's the one thing I had with the documentary because I looked at some of these girls. Yeah. And all of them were just like, I was an aspiring singer. And you know me, I'm poking <laughs> holes, poking yeah. holes. I'm like, all y'all holes, well, not all, let me not call them hoes. All y'all girls mm -hmm. had dreams of being the next Mariah Carey. Everybody. You know? Mm -hmm. And it was like, let's just keep it real. Yeah. Like, did all y'all really think that y'all was going to sing? Oh, he's in the studio and then he's performing sex acts and there's beds in I the studio. I heard there was a bed in there, yeah. Yeah, and there's like girls in every other room. And it's like, yeah, you're a young girl and yeah, you're impressionable. And sure, you might have felt like you didn't have the agency to say no. Mm -hmm. Agree, agree, agree. Right. But now that we're grown and we're... 20 years removed from this statute yeah. of limitations has passed you can kind of also reckon with yourself mm -hmm. like look I was just a young girl and I'm not saying anyone's hot or fast but it's like look I was interested in this older guy mm -hmm. it was appealing mm -hmm. I, I wanted to see where it could take me yeah there was a lot of that going on I'm sure I'm sure because yeah you can be 17 16 17 you're not a girl you're not yet a woman right but if R. Kelly was knocking at your door or paging you back in the day, right, you'd be right there with it. And so I think that, yes, you know, if mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't blame the girls. True. I don't blame uh, the girls. I, I blame R. Kelly. R. Kelly's to blame, like you said, obviously, but also everyone else around him right. who was enabling this behavior, covering it up, lying. Bring the girls through the back door. Right. Doing this. Oh doing my god! That. It was one point I bowled over in tears, laughing. Andrea Kelly was like his ex-wife. Uh -huh. She was like, you know, it got to a point where you know, he said that he kept everyone isolated. They had to ask to use the bathroom. They had to ask to eat. Uh -huh. Um, you know, he kind of 
but that's a system of control, right? right. That's how you control and manipulate mm-hmm. people. And, you know, throw off the power structure mm-hmm. and dynamic. It's not an equal right. person to person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said that she, it kind of was like an epiphany for her. And she was just like, wait, there's people protecting him. There's a system. Yeah. She's like, not for nothing, but you don't read and write well. Who's booking planes for all these girls to fly right. across the country? Mm-hmm. Who's setting up the cars to transport them? Mm-hmm. Who's paying the banks and the hush money and the settlements? She's mm-hmm. like, you don't read and write well. <laughs> she. You know? And that shade. That was good shade, though. But I was laughing. But yeah. she's right. You know? And even the guy. You know, he admitted some fault. His name was Demetrius Smith, his tour manager. Uh-huh. He was like, when I saw him and Aliyah getting married, he's like, I forged your documents. He admitted it. And I... Mm-hmm. And I and I, I had to give it to him because he mm-hmm. actually he was one of the few people in the documentary that admitted his wrongdoing. Okay. And he was like, I saw Aaliyah. She looked confused. She looked scared. And I'm like, there you were. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Aaliyah was looking to him like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're not her father, right. but you're the older man here. Yeah. And she was looking for you to fucking save her mm-hmm. because she knew it wasn't right. But she felt powerless. There's a powerlessness. You know, due to the dynamic, due to a young girl, and you think you're in love. and But, like, they were all self-interested. Yeah. I feel like everyone was self-interested. And because they aligned or, or they tied themselves to him, mm-hmm. their self-interest took a backseat to his. Because he's writing those checks. Right. And even Andrea Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she met him when she was 19. and she, How old was he? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> and... But, you know, like maybe his like 30s oh, or like oh, late 20s, early 30s. Okay. And, um, and, you know, she's the age of majority mm-hmm. at that point. But again, like people mature at different rates. I get it. Mm-hmm. She's still a young girl, right? She was substantially younger than him. Okay. But it was just like, there's no way that you're going to be somebody's wife and be locked up in a room. I mean, again, I don't know. I'm not trying to get into battered women's yeah. syndrome. But I think Stockholm to, syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things going on yeah. here. But I think that, um, so, some people are also culpable right like you said by being complacent mm-hmm. R. Kelly is to blame mm-hmm. but even to this day I'm just like was he I'm, like was he in the pockets of the local government the police the DA mm-hmm. what I don't know you know and but, even what happened with like remember because didn't recently they had like this story come out where he basically had a compound full of women right. and it was like bring back our girls Right. Because he had stolen or something like mm-hmm. that. Well, my understanding of it is, because I kind of started to doze off at this point <laughs> in the documentary, and this was like the juiciest part, uh-huh. because some of the parents were saying that they hadn't seen their daughters in like, you know, two, three years. Um, they couldn't talk. You know, he wouldn't allow them to talk to their family. But again, mm-hmm. that's abusive behavior. Right. Because he's not going to allow other people who have just as much, if not more, influence than he mm-hmm. to fuck with them because it messes up his plan right okay master manipulator and uh i think that you know my understanding of it as of now is that the women who are in the pond and the compound Mm -hmm. are of the age of majority okay 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 and yeah so it's not like there's a kidnapping situation they're there allegedly upon their own free Free will. and they're in a relationship of their choosing um absent any evidence of abuse Mm -hmm. i'm not sure what could be done to issue a warrant 
you know? Yeah, because it's like, for what? It's what, what? What illegal uh-huh. conduct is happening in that compound? Right. You know, and that's the tricky part. Mm-hmm. And I'm not defending him by any means. Wow. But, you know, it's but it, it, this is where it gets more psychological da- and damaging because there is some immoral things that are happening in that compound. Illegal? Not necessarily. But immoral? Absolutely. But who's morals, though? Because... I think that society kind of operates at like a base level of morality well, not that anymore. we all kind of subscribe to. But but there's certain like. But what's going what's going on? We don't know what's going on in there. They could be having Bible study. Doubtful. Well, my issue, you know, going back to the overarching question that I kept asking, going back to the black community, mm-hmm. is is like, why do we continue to support people like this? Not for nothing. When Chris Brown did that to Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I have not listened to a Chris Brown song since. Yeah, he got canceled. Canceled, done. Yeah. And it's just, you know, people are still out here on the internet today caping for defending R. Kelly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we can't bring down our black men. Why? Why not? Yeah. You know? And people are like, oh, well, I can separate the art from the person. I'm sorry. (laughs) The art that he had was shit, in my opinion. Y'all act like he's... Pavarotti or writing armies no. or Beethoven or something. Bump and grind. Bump and grind and key and ignition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I get that it's a memory. I have not listened to a Chris Brown song in a very, very long time. I have not watched the Cosby show. <gasps> well, you know what? I was really I was more of a different world person than okay. the Cosby. Okay. And I do watch different worlds. Okay. <laughs> but my my life, the quality of life has not diminished since I've not supported these things. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know within the black community, if this could be an overarching discussion that can maybe go into other areas, is this that, how do we use our collective voice? When to it, say what, though? To say what? Mm-hmm. How do we use our collective voice to make a stand to protect the most vulnerable people in our community? How but, do we use our collective voice mm-hmm. to vote for the interests Damn. that most support our community? And I think that a lot of people in the black community get caught up in the, the BS, just mm-hmm. to be honest, in make justifications for Mm -hmm. things because it's within their comfort zone and it requires less of them like they'll be all up and down twitter talking about forever 21 and a sweater about a fictional place like we talked about a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. but wakanda (laughs) forever but they won't be vocal in a way of this is wrong they'll they'll add their voice to it but it'll be in supporting him because as society, as a black society, we don't want to take another black man down. But he took himself down. Why not? Exactly. We need, we need to rid ourselves mm-hmm. of the people who are hurting our community. Yeah, that's true too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I th- you know what I also think it is, mm-hmm. to be quite honest, yeah, and this cool. might be a little bit dark and cynical. Oh, here we go. I think that due to people like to discuss the stuff like Wakanda sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. Cause it's easy, it's surface, it's vapid, right? Right. But when you want to talk about sexual assault, mm-hmm. which is prevalent mm-hmm. in all communities, mm-hmm. you know, like people don't want to have to discuss that because that's real shit. Right. And that's real emotions. Mm-hmm. And that requires real work mm-hmm. and real conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's distract ourselves. Basically. You know, let's not actually have these hard conversations mm-hmm. where we might have to identify somebody in the family that may be sexually assaulted your child, mm-hmm. you know? And do you believe the children when they tell you what happens? Mm-hmm. Like the level of believability. Mm-hmm. Like I even saw a meme or something, you know, in the wake of all this where it was like, you know, 
don't tell your daughter to go put clothes on when Uncle So-and-so is coming over. Because right. that's, again, it's kind of going back to that rape culture. If Uncle So-and-so is looking at his 10-year-old niece, mm-hmm. he's the problem. Not the niece who's running around with a, a tank top in the no, summertime. she still need to put some clothes on, though. Well, no, I disagree. Mm. Because the uncle's coming over? If, no, just for... No, but I'm saying, but like, to say to cover up because your uncle's coming over. Yeah, okay, no, that's problematic. That's problematic. It's severely but, problematic. Yeah. But we don't address those kinds of things within the community. And I just think that we kind of have to hold... No one wants to hold a mirror up to themselves. That's true. And R. Kelly could... not going to like R. Kelly could be the mirror. Because please don't mm-hmm. believe don't that R. Kelly... I mean, not... Well, he has a whole different <laughs> uh, infrastructure set up. Right. He has a whole system. Uh-huh. And he has people working the system. It's a well-oiled machine. It is, yeah. But I'm going back to the earlier thing of just abuse. Mm-hmm. Sexual abuse... It's prevalent in our communities that no one wants to talk about because it is the real source of a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. But you got to work through that pain collectively. Work. work, do the work. I know you hate me saying do the I work. Do. Yeah, but do the work. But I'm done with R. Kelly. Good. I can't Thank discuss you, it no mo. That was a lot. I, I was on the train this morning going to work, mm-hmm. and this girl had her phone out. First of all, it's a pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. If you don't have headphones, don't FaceTime. Don't FaceTime. Don't watch videos. Don't listen to music. Don't listen to music. You're going to be in silence <laughs> if you don't have your headphones. Please believe there's days when I don't have my headphones. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting ready. I'm playing my Spotify and my house off my phone or yeah. whatever. Or walking down, like walking down to my stair. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I cross that threshold, mm-hmm. I have what's called common courtesy for other people in the yeah. community. Well, anyway, this girl was watching the R. Kelly. Really? Surviving R. Kelly on the train. It was wow. loud as hell. I don't know what kind of phone she had. It must have been an Android because <laughs> it was ridiculous. Wow. But anyway, child, moving on. Mm-hmm. Category, category, category is, is new boo thing. New boo thing. So this girl Cassie, remember she's that? Remember she used to be a model for Dahlia's. What is that? That was like the the, the low budget Joyce Leslie back in the day. <laughs> and you know, Joyce Leslie was already low That's budget, ready low budget. But she used to be a model for Dahlia's. Okay, so that was like fashion over back in the day. Kind of, sorta. Okay, like a Charlotte Russe, like a, like a, <laughs> you know, like Charlotte Russe was the classy rainbow. Oh, okay. But Dahlia's was kind of somewhere in between. Okay, it was like the teenage know. dress barn. Okay, so yeah, but you know, fast fashion mm-hmm. back in the day. Back anyway, in the day, yeah. well, Cassie has a new man. Yeah, she and Diddy broke up. I'm still hoping they get back together. You know, but you know he on bereavement right now. So Diddy needs to go to therapy. He does because I I think that Diddy hasn't done right by none of the women in his life while they were living. Well, and I think that he's very much grieving the death of Kim. And I think that he's in love. I saw something on you know one of them internets yeah. where it was like he's in love with the idea. Of the Kim who has passed. Okay. Because it holds her in this place. It encapsulates her. Mm-hmm. It encapsulates her. Right. Where he, he can only view her with positivity mm-hmm. and good things. Right. Yeah. But also, he doesn't have to commit to her. Exactly. Well. And now that Cassie has went on and found her new boo. Well, he didn't commit to Cassie either. Right. They were together for what? How long? Like years. 10 years. A decade. decade. Yeah. Right. That's a long That's a time. long time. And... That's a lot. Right. And she did The best years of her life. Basically. Her good ovaries. Not ovaries. Her good eggs. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know the female. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly you don't. But, yeah, so she spent, you know, a considerable number of years with him. And he's, like, having, women, having children for other women. Right. And, like, 
it's just a lot. And then you look like she's sitting on the sideline. She's basically his arm piece anywhere Pretty he much. went for like 10 years. And so it's just like they broke up for I don't even know whatever reason. I'm, I don't even know the reason either, uh-huh. but he was seeing some other girl allegedly. I can't keep yeah, up. Yeah, it like, was a lot. Diddy, it's like, whatever. You're too old for that yeah, foolishness. For that, but. but for me, it's like, also, Cassie kind of, I think, gave up her career to be with him. What career? That Me and You was a hot song. It's Me and mm, You. Mm-mm. Nah. No. It was good. No. It was cute. No, it was not. A, it, was a, it was an early 2000s bop or, or mid-2000s Flop. bop. I <laughs> no. liked it. It was cute. She did that little, it's me and you. She mm. comes like that girl mm. with the list from 3LW too. Well, well, anyway, I yeah. liked Cassie. I felt like her, full, but to be with Diddy, that was her full-time job. She couldn't do anything else. Well. Um, you know, now she's a Fashion Nova model. <laughs> you know that. She went from Dolly as the Fashion Nova. <laughs> See. She's still cashing them them, um, them checks, yeah. them fast fashion checks. But the shade of the story is that he got her a personal trainer. Or she had a personal trainer. Got them a personal trainer. I oh, the both of them. Right. Okay. So he got them a personal trainer. And then she started smashing the trainer. Well, let's not say smashing. She's dating. He <laughs> met her mama. Yeah, he did. But um, he's twenty five. He's a lot younger than her. Yeah, and he look. Mm, I don't know. He seems opportunistic to me. Is he from like? He looks in some pictures. He looks like white boy from like Montana, Wyoming. And in other pictures, he's giving me like a little like Erika Iglesias without the mole. Yeah. So he. I don't know because I ch- I did check his Instagram and it said that he's a bull rider. Okay. And he sells like, like rodeo? Some, yeah. And he sells some kind of like hemp water. Okay. Like weed water. He's also I guess. like a landlord. And I remember and he's he like does. a spiritual guide. <laughs> basically he's unemployed. Basically. Basically. And um somebody hired him to teach them to do sit ups. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's seeing him now. She seems happy. I can say that. Does she? You know, she just you ever see someone and they when they smile, they radiate from the inside out. It's just mm. like sunshine's bursting through. But that's also, I think, because she's with this regular guy. There's no appearances to upkeep. When she's with Diddy, she's on his arm. Mm-hmm. She has to have the serious mug. Yeah. She has to serve fashion. Yeah. I think with him, she can kind of just take off all that stuff. Well, she ain't got it no more. <clears throat> and just she burned be her. It. No, she's casting those Fashion Nova checks. <laughs> she you. broke. Okay. <laughs> so she better be in love. Well, she seems happy. But <laughs> or he I better take... be putting it down. I, don't know. I took issue with Diddy saying that she's only posting these pictures to make him upset because Which... men are bullshit. Well, Diddy, seriously, I know Diddy's a bit of a narcissist because well, in order to be that kind of a person, mm-hmm. you just you have to be you have narcissist. To have a, you know, to a, certain, a certain level of self esteem. It's excessive. Well, but bit. to think that like this woman has no free will, no independent thought, and that well, she... her conduct is solely to, like. She the world doesn't revolve around you. Maybe she actually moved on and she's happy. And maybe a part but, of her is doing it to get back at you. But yeah. maybe it's like it's not black and white, Diddy. I think it is because yeah, her world for however many years did revolve around him. Mm-hmm. And so you know he did have that not control or power or whatever, but he was the focus because he had the money and right. he had the career and he had all this. Yeah, she had to serve as the pretty arm piece. But now that she's not with him, I think it is a little to get back at him and say, yeah, she might be radiating, as you say, but she putting on like, girl, that rent's coming up. But is that not the, I mean, I don't know what happened in their relationship and his dissolution, 
But is that not the consequences of your conduct and actions? Like, come on. But, but you don't know what he's kind of also being they had. he's also being hella manipulative and manipulative. Why can't ooh, <laughs> manipulative? Right. In saying that, um, you know, like saying posting pictures of her, oh, I love you so much. Like, dude, he probably let it does. Go. Maybe he does. Let it go. And that goes into my I said what I said. But we're going to talk about well, that's that later. later. But I mean, maybe he does miss her. Maybe he does. You know, he is going through a lot right now. Okay, but that's not her responsibility to hold his hand through a lot. But it had been, and so... But it's not her but, job. But it had been. It was her job. So it ain't I, no more. She quit. She put on... <laughs> she, she, she quit on the spot. She didn't get two weeks. Well, I hope she had that savings, because... She was a no-call, no-show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope she was saving them coins, because, I mean, dude looks broke. Like, broke, broke. Well, you know... So... It's not all about the money, Maurice. Mm. You know, they might not have a pot to piss in, but she's just happy. <laughs> you know? I don't think I could be happy being broke. How broke? He looks broke, broke. How size of Atlanta, broke? <laughs> or like... Like Section 8 broke. I don't think they're that broke. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, I hope I do hope she's happy because, I don't know, she should go back to Diddy. Hmm. This is a lot of conversation about a D-list celebrity. <laughs> it is. All right. Thanks, Cassie. <laughs> Let's move on to an A-list celebrity. Yes. Kim Kardashian West and... Her husband Kanye. Well, they didn't announce it. It was just like it's just like a rumor now, but multiple sources right. are confirming that they are expecting their fourth child. Do they need another one? Of course. You know, I think they're two people. Well, Kanye's clearly a narcissist. <laughs> Stop. And he loves himself and no one's better than Kanye. And he just thinks he's like divine. Mm. You know? And I think that Kim loves herself, too. Mm-hmm. And don't get me, self-love's important. Exactly. We should all love ourselves. Yeah. But these people love themselves a little. It's excessive. Again, to it's a lot. To you. To me. Well. To me. Because sometimes, you know, I love RuPaul says, you know, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to exactly. love someone else? But, you know, I also find great bond in hate. You know, what like, you know, you can try to hate parts of yourself. And then, like, yeah, yeah you ever, like, make some, you ever make really good friends with someone? Because you both hate the same thing or the same person. You bond and hate. And that's not good to bond and hate Mm -hmm. tragedy. But what I'm saying is, is like, they're just people who are really obsessed with themselves. At least that's what it seems like. Okay. I don't know them personally. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I feel no way about them having a child. They have more than enough money to afford it. Exactly. Go do y'all. Make all the beautiful babies y'all want to have. And that's great. I just hope that they pick a really decent name. I think we should um, have a discussion on potential names so allegedly it's a boy right so how perfect yeah well they i think they planned that yeah they said they wanted two boys and two girls and then but girl boy girl boy yeah i mean it happens like that naturally too but they said that this is their last embryo because kim has um had some fertility issues so they were going to do ivf for Mm -hmm. um I think they started even before Chicago was born. Oh, wow. And so... Can't stand that name. It's not your child. It's not. And so this is their last embryo, so it could be their last child. So for a boy, I think... I'm sure she has eggs somewhere saved up. I mean, probably. Because the embryos, when it's together. Yeah, when it's fertilized. Fertilized, yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I would say... I don't know, because they messed up the theme. I thought they were going to go like north, south, east... And all directional. All directional names, yeah. Hmm. So Backwards? No, no backwards. No, he's backward. Who? Kanye. What do you mean? 
He's backwards in his thought. But continuing. It was a, it was a joke. <laughs> okay, she, clearly, I didn't get clearly it. I'm like, uh, to yeah. Haddish, no one gets my jokes. <laughs> she not ready. She not ready. <laughs> maybe they'll go, maybe they'll do South if this is the last one. South is like, mm, that's like negative. Not negative, but mm. you think like down South. I don't know. Southwest is kind of a little cheap. Easton's cute. East and West. Easton. East and West? Yeah. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah. I love it. They should do that one. I think that they kind of did the directional thing. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of did like the religious or mm-hmm. like, um, you know, holy, mm-hmm. icon- iconoclastic right. name with saint. Mm-hmm. Then they did like a place. Yes. Now I think, but I think that the, the boys' names well, the, are going to be different. So I'm thinking that they're going to go with like a royalty type name. Uh, because it's like royal people are divine. So I could mm-hmm. see the boy being like Duke or no. like Viscount. Or Viscount. Oh, mm-hmm. Clearly, I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, because Courtney already has Rain. Right. And then the Carters did Sir. So, I don't know. True. And then Scott calls himself Lord. Oh, okay. So, so maybe I don't think not. they'll do that. Maybe they'll name him after, like, an animal. Like a cheetah. <laughs> Could be. They haven't done animals. They haven't done animals. Yeah. That's next. That's next. Okay. There you go. Tiger. Tiger. Well, mm, Tiger's already been done. Oh, the, yeah. Woods. Oh, I thought you meant um, Kylie's ex. Tiger? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he's already been done, too. <laughs> <laughs> By, like, half the family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it's gross. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly just hope they name the baby Brian or something. <laughs> you know, can we get, like, a regular name? I think it's that would be the biggest right. gag. Yeah. Brian. <laughs> Christopher. Todd. Michael. Yeah, something just plain. Plain. Yeah. Shit, name him Robert after your daddy. Yeah. Call it a day. There you go. Done. Done. That's how you shock people, Kim. <laughs> Give your kid a job that he can put his name on a resume for. These kids ain't needing no resumes. True. So. <laughs> well, child, another big story of the past week has uh, gone viral. It was a viral video mm-hmm. um, in a fast food restaurant. Right. And I know I'm going to get flack for this. You are. But I don't eat there. I haven't eaten at McDonald's in a while. McDonald's mess up my gut. The, you know, well, I'll, I will if I'm like starving, starving, mm-hmm. and it's like I do what's called. Let me get a fry to hold me over. Okay. So like you know how like maybe it's like dinner's maybe like an hour and a half, two hours away, okay. but like it's you don't want to get a full meal, mm-hmm. but you are hungry. Okay. I'll do what I call. I'm gonna get a fry to hold me over. <laughs> so I'll run through the McDonald's drive-through okay. and get a fry. That's it. That's it. Okay. I'll get me a, a large fry mm-hmm. to hold me over till dinner. Okay. So that's the only thing I will get from the McDonald's. Yeah. But um, there was a fight in the McDonald's, <laughs> and there's this white man who reached over the counter and grabbed homegirl by her collar yeah. and like yoked her up. Yeah. He yoked like snatched her, her across the counter. And. And she started wailing on his ass. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. She was missing a lot of them shots. She did, yeah. She said she was know, a boxer, but girl. The adrenaline was rushing. Yeah. I would have been, you're in your workplace. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I would ever expect to happen. Yeah. However, I mean, we we do live in Philadelphia. We and do. Some of these McDonald's, they be. That's why I don't go in there. They're too ghetto to for me. Yeah, they are too ghetto for me. But they said that the fight happened because he wanted a straw, right. a drinking straw. And you know how companies are going um, strawless. Straws are illegal yeah. now. Yeah. And so he wanted a straw because he wanted a straw. And then she was either telling him the policy or I don't know what happened. And but since when McDonald's stopped giving straws? 
I mean, there might be a limit. Like, maybe you can get one straw. And I don't know if he had a drink. I didn't see one Just on like when tray. you order a 20-piece nugget to get one, one sauce. sauce. <laughs> exactly. Limiting shit. Yeah. See, McDonald's, y'all need to get your policies together. <laughs> that way y'all can uh, curb the fights. Right. Because people be mad about their food. They be mad about their nasty, unhealthy, fast food. Right. But I think that on his tray, he didn't have a drink. I didn't see a drink on his tray. So maybe she was like, you ain't got no drink. I can't give you no straw. Mm-hmm. Which... If that's the policy. Yeah, that's the policy. I mean, but see, in the suburbs, they keep the straws over by the um, <laughs> the, the place where you go fill up your juice yourself. Yeah. So you can just go grab you a straw. Get one. Yeah. You know, I used to keep salts, ketchups, peppers, all in my little console yeah. in my car. Yeah, Don't yeah. do that no more because I keep a clean vehicle. <laughs> but it's just, he yoked her up. It was totally inappropriate. Mm-hmm. He violated her space. Mm-hmm. One should never have to fear for their safety in their place of yeah. work. But what was shocking and what kind of, you know, garnered a lot of discussion Mm -hmm. was the fact that her colleague grabbed her by the waist and was pulling her her back from defending herself. Yeah. Yeah. When the customer was the aggressor. Right. And, you know, she just aggressively responded back. Yeah. Defensively. But he started it. He started it and she finished it. But also the thing was, is that during the fight, everyone else was just watching it. Right. And that was a lot of discussion too. But I also think that... That's world star culture. Right. But I also think that... Have you ever seen a fight, like, been that close to a fight? I don't get involved in fights. Exactly. And you don't know what's going to happen. So I understand why they probably stood back and was like, whoa, like, what's going on? And then trying to get a a sense of, like, the threat level or, like, the... what's Basically, what's happening. Sure. And then to get towards him, they would have had to come around the counter. And the guy it was did like a come break around. In the counter. True, but they still would have had to come right. around. But my so. thing was, I, I've heard a lot of black women on the social media mm-hmm. complaining that black men don't protect black women. Now, you know, I don't have all the facts of this story. Right. I don't know if she was popping off at the mouth. And even if she was, that is no justification for her for to ever did, yeah. get hit mm-hmm. or yoked up. Because she was yoked up. Yeah. Yoked up, if you don't know, is like an actual <laughs> technical term. When you yoke somebody up. You grab them. When you, when you, how would you define yolk? Like when you grab them really fast by like the upper portions of their body. They're yes, closed. to yolk yeah. someone. It is a verb. Yeah. Yes. So uh, <laughs> uh, he yoked her ass up. But I don't know if she was popping off at the mouth. I don't know if she has a, um, a history of popping off at customers and getting yeah. aggravated. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like the people at the fast food uh, restaurants and the other clerks, they be trying me. They do. But they that's, again, attitude. not a justification. Yeah. That's why I don't deal with the cashiers. <laughs> Cashless. Only. <laughs> right. But I think that, again, I, I can see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. When a fight's happening, adrenaline's rushing, you're trying to assess the situation. Mm-hmm. She, at that point, was going in on the man. Yeah. And she was doing more damage to him than he was doing to her. Right. But she was totally justified. Oh, yeah, completely. But I think that he was just trying to, like, stop her. But also, I think that what people were kind of missing is that... You know, she's working at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. She's a young girl. Mm-hmm. And they were probably thinking, yo, girl, like, you need to stop hitting him because you're going to lose your job. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how I think as black people, we kind of immediately go to our security. Mm-hmm. is our finances, our income. Mm-hmm. Don't be, you can't be hitting on a customer. You're going to lose your job. That's yeah. a natural. So let me help her mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Yeah. Physically, economically, mm-hmm. whatever. But I don't, I also don't think that she needed the men's help. Well, you know, 
and that could be it too. Like maybe they were like, she got it. She she clearly had it, <laughs> according to the video did, I saw. Yeah. But then what killed me was like the Asian manager came over mm-hmm. and finished his transaction. Like yeah, all he was, was like good. looking at the receipt and like right. what's going he was on. Like I want her fired. Yeah. And it's just like you can't pop off on people and yeah. then like cry victim. Right. Well, but that was that was a messy story. But we had to discuss yeah. it. So you know that's why I go to Chick Fil A. I know they don't like that the gays. That would never happen at Chick Fil A. Would never at Chick Fil A. <laughs> Where was Calvin? Who's Calvin? Remember Calvin from around the corner? No. Calvin from down the block. You don't remember that McDonald's commercial? No. Where he was working at McDonald's, and then he became like the manager or something. Mm-mm, I don't know. It Calvin. was like this. It was this commercial from like the like nineties or. Yeah, like 90s. And it was supposed to be like this story about how uh, McDonald's invests in the community. Uh-oh. And they created this Calvin character who, he like, first he was on lettuce and then he was on fries. Oh, then he stop. became, like, the manager. Stop it, they, Calvin. Yeah, they went to college. It was just like I'm that. Yeah. No, I keep it right on a Chick-fil-A. That's my <laughs> favorite. I know it. I know y'all going to hate me for it. They don't like the gays. But as long as they're not discriminating with, say, employees, yeah. they're allowed to have their clothes on Sunday when I always crave them. As long as they're not, you know, hurting their employees, their yeah. workers, or discriminating against customers, I'm okay. The chicken mm-hmm. sandwiches are good. And the the waffle fries are nice. I'm always greeted with a smile. Mm-hmm. I'm giving a daily blessing. They say, hi, <laughs> Justin. You know? They give you peppermints. My pleasure. Yeah. Like, I go through the drive-thru with my dog. She gets free ice cream. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. That's customer service. That's customer service. All right, what's next? All right, guys, let's move on to our next category. Category is fashion. Fashion. The Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. It is the awards season. Yes. And you know we are awards gays. But I, mm. I'm, my feelings with the award shows are changing. They are? You know, I, f- I used to love an award show. Mm. I really live for the red carpet, let's just That's be honest. That's it, yeah. But um, I'm not really getting the fashions that I, I, mm-hmm. I like as much. I think... What killed me a couple years ago is when all the women were black for the times yeah. up. Um, but that's fine. I get it. They needed to do that to make their statement. But I think that award shows are kind of outdated in and of themselves. Okay. And it's just a lot to ask someone to sit down for four hours mm-hmm. and watch a ceremony of yeah. people being self-congratulatory. Basically. Um, or like for movies that you didn't even see. It's really just... <laughs> I mean, I'll just watch the recap in mm-hmm. the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's not enough performances. It's a lot of people just talking. Mm-hmm. I don't really get into award shows, but red carpets. Yeah. So it was the Golden Globes. Did you have any looks that you saw that you liked? No, not really. Well, you know, Halle Berry always gets a nice, expected, easy Halle it was Berry easy look. Halle, it was very Halle Berry. It was Berry. very Halle Berry. It was burgundy, see-through. She did the same thing mm-hmm. last year, basically. Yeah, she always. Yeah. The, the messy hair with the side mm-hmm. bang. It's just, yeah. She, boring, but, ex- but, but still giving you fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, who else looked good? I don't know, but I will say that uh, <laughs> our boy uh, Billy Porter yes, Billy. showed up looking like John Radcliffe from Pocahontas. <laughs> he did with that cape, that cape, yeah, and them encrusted uh, jewels and yeah, bedazzled, bedazzled, and the tie. I mean, it was it was Victorian realness. It was Pocahontas realness. Pocahontas realness. It was, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot of look. It was a lot of look. But, but... you know, the entire cast of Pose mm-hmm. was giving us look. Um, and I, I quite enjoyed it. Okay. Janet Mock also gave us cape. She gave a cape too. Um, so 
again, I mean, the fashions were better than the, than the awards. Yeah, pretty much. Gaga looked a mess. She did. She do too much. She do too much. Yeah. She had like that duvet cover wrapped around her. I was like, like periwinkle blue. Yeah. You need to take that bed in the back. That. And then it's like, girl, are we still matching our, our makeup to our clothes? Yeah. And the hair. And the hair. Yeah. It was a lot of look. Yeah, I'm over her. Yeah. But anyway. I was happy that Regina King, Brenda from 2271, did she? Yeah. What she went for? She won um, for If Bill Street Could Talk. Okay. Yeah. Did any anyone else win that we like at Mar- our podcast? Marshala. Marshala. <laughs> Marshala, Marshala, Marshala. Yeah, so he won for um, Green Book. Green Book. Yeah. 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 Um, Wakanda did not win. Wakanda did not win. Damn. Um, Shut out. Shut out completely. Wow. Yeah. Too bad, so sad. Sis. Yeah, but we called it though. We said that those three movies in the best picture, right? When they split the black, vote. yeah, split the black vote. So, damn. Yeah. All right. Oh, Rachel Brosnahan won for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. You know, I do like you her. Do. I love and that show. The guy from Bodyguard won that show I was watching on oh, Netflix. Yes. Yeah, he yes. won too. So. Okay. Yeah. I still think of Whitney Houston every time you say that. <laughs> I do. And Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Bodyguard, not the Bodyguard. Yes. Yeah. But that's about it for the. I get flack for saying the Bodyguard is my favorite Whitney Houston album. It's a soundtrack. It's it's my favorite Whitney Houston album. It's, but it's not an album. It's a soundtrack. Well, it's my favorite body of work from Whitney Houston. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of award shows, yes. A few weeks back, we talked about the controversy with Kevin Hart mm. and his homophobic tweets mm-hmm. from like 2010. Or was it 2008? About, about eight to ten years yeah. ago. And people are acting like that's a fucking lifetime. Right. But, you know, it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And I was just getting out of college and stuff. Yeah. That was fresh and funky and fine. So maybe it was a, an ages ago. Maybe it was a long time. <laughs> but anyway, I guess, well, you know this story better than me. Right. So he went on Ellen. He did an interview on The Ellen Show, and it was supposed to actually air this week. But on Friday, Ellen, she started posting on, on Instagram like pictures of them sitting down and okay. then she started posing posting clips from the interview was he in a booster seat <laughs> yes <laughs> he was sitting on a phone book and so um for some reason her production they decided they were going to rush the interview and put it out on friday at first i wasn't going to watch it because you know i kind of canceled him okay and so then i was like well no maybe he's actually going to apologize this time mm-hmm. and so i'm watching the interview and first it starts off with Ellen giving this monologue about how he's in this new movie, he's my friend, and we talk all the time, and Sis. yeah, and just, and he's in a new movie, and he's great in it, and you guys will see this, and you know, he's such a great person, and he's amazing, and he has such a great heart, and blah, 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 blah. And then she starts talking about how I saw your new movie. And I thought everything he's going through is wrong because he's such a great person in this movie. I'm going to call the Academy myself. Is that not his character? Is that the one where he like plays like the mammy type male to the old dying white man with like Stephen Hawkins disease? I don't know. I think that's the movie. Okay. He's basically like a mammy. Okay. But continue. So he's saying, she's saying all these great things and like boosting him up. And so she says that she personally calls the Academy because I guess she got them on speed dial like that. Okay, okay. And so (laughs) she says, Kevin Hart should host the Oscars. I want Kevin Hart to host the Oscars. Who are you? Wow. The great white savior, apparently. (laughs) And so... You know, white men swear they rule the world. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll break down that topic later. 
No shade. I'm yeah. going to break, break it down. Okay. And so then she starts talking about how, you know, she called him personally and she wants him to host and, you know, and I forgive you. Because she speaks for all the games. For, yeah. I forgive you for what, for what you said. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, bitch, what? And so when she said that, I paused it because I was watching on YouTube. Then I had to like process what she what was what was going on in this scene. So Ellen, a wealthy white lesbian mm-hmm. in Hollywood, with you know this power, this clout, this status, whatever, is going to absolve Kevin right. Hart, right, a black man, making homophobic homophobic statements, violent statements to the black and LGBT communities. Sure, about what he would do if he found out that his son was playing with a doll. At his home, and if I believe his son it was, was a dollhouse. A dollhouse, yeah. He would smash it over his head, basically. Right. And so, this rich, wealthy white woman, who's gay, is going to make a call on your behalf to get you your job back. It was so much wrong with that. It's a lot wrong with that. Yeah, I'm like Ellen, girl. Because I think that it's the issue's a little more nuanced, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it, Ellen is a very what do you call it? Um, palatable person. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. She's just like mainstream. Mm-hmm. She doesn't curse. Mm-hmm. She's like freaking Mr. Rogers. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. And the reason Put I think sweaters. <laughs> right. And those horrible dance moves. And, yeah. n- and not for nothing. And I was not trying to disrespect Ellen earlier when I called her a man because mm-hmm. she's not. She's a woman and I fully respect her right. in that. But I truly believe that the reason that someone so mediocre mm-hmm. has, uh, risen Mm -hmm. to this pinnacle Mm -hmm. or this height in their career is because she aligns herself um and i'm not this is not a judgment on how she chooses to express herself right but she is a more masculine lesbian and i oftentimes find that in male dominated industries and fields Mm -hmm. women who may or may not be lesbians but women who have uh an ability to project uh traditional uh, and social norms of, yeah. of a man in terms mm-hmm. of their dress, in mm-hmm. terms of their behavior, right. are often accepted into that boys' club right. and are given more opportunities okay. than women who are more feminine. Mm-hmm. Because, again, industry is very misogynistic. So I think Ellen has, and I'm not saying that she's not being authentic to who she is, right. but in doing so, she's availed herself of the opportunity to be seen as one of the guys. Okay. And, that- and, and there's a lot of mediocre white mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Who are at great places in their career yeah. and they're not great. I don't think Ellen is funny. She couldn't maintain her. her uh, she was one season on America's, uh, not America's Got Talent. Um, American Idol. American Idol. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she, when she hosts any award show, it bombs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ellen's just not funny to me. To you, she's wholesome. Mm-hmm. She, she gives checks to kids who yodel on, on YouTube. Yeah. That's her bag. I'm not mad at it. She's a feel good person, mm-hmm. but I don't think that she's necessarily a comedian i think comedians well not she's a certain kind of a comedian but Mm -hmm. the comedians i like i feel like push the envelope but also kevin hart's kind of a wholesome type of a comedian at least again i don't think kevin hart's funny i don't think tiffany haddish is funny um but i like controversial comedians okay ones that push buttons Mm -hmm. but anyway i think that what ellen is missing in in terms of like you said being the great white hope Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't want to say it's a black issue but to me it kind of is because I feel like there's issues of homophobia within the right. black community. When Kevin said what he said, uh-huh. I don't. I did not take it 
personally, okay. right? I don't think that he was calling me the F word. Mm-hmm. He was saying he hates all gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just saying he doesn't want a gay son. Right. But that, in, but... In, in invoking violence. Mm-hmm. But it's that kind of a thinking mm-hmm. that perpetuates discrimination right. and negativity towards of the LGBT community. So I get it on both sides, Uh but I think that Ellen lacks that nuance. Right. Because I don't think that Kevin Hart meant to maliciously hurt me as a gay person. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think his thinking is wrong. Yeah. And it was 10 years ago. And that's why I'm not about the cancellation culture. No, I am. I think that... I'll tell you why. He should have handled it differently. Right. Because now you're at a different pinnacle. We're Oscars, baby. It's the highest you've gone. Yeah. I know that you don't want to keep apologizing for things you've already done, but apologize this one last time but, and okay. get this Oscars check. Let me tell you what he said. So instead of apologizing on this show, which he should have done, and that's what I thought he was going to do. Right. But he went on the show that's hosted by probably what the most highest profile LGBT person. Sure. I guess. Oh my God. She's so not fabulous. <laughs> well, yeah. But <sighs> that aside, he went on the show. She offers her, you know, absolution to him. It was just too much of a, of a publicity PR move. Right. Because he didn't go to Oprah. Right. He didn't go to. But Oprah would have pushed back on him. Exactly. He wanted to give, you know, this whole surface level um, interview. And so what he did with his time on this show. He didn't apologize. He didn't say, you know, what I said was wrong and I'm so sorry for it. And, you know, I really do apologize for everyone that I hurt. And these are what I'm going to do in the future. And these are the checks I'm writing. Right. He went on that show and he said, people are trying to destroy me. He blamed the trolls for even finding it. Not that he wrote it. Not that he said it. Right. Not that he thought it. Not that this was like his running joke. Put it out into the world. Yeah. He said, I'm this level of celebrity. I tweet every day. I have 40,000 tweets mm. over whatever, right. however long of his history. And he was like, and people went into my tweets, 40,000 tweets. They surely did. They what surely I wrote. did. Because now you're at that game. People are trying to destroy my career. I don't think they're trying to and destroy like, his career. Right. And I was like, well, wait a minute. They're just holding you accountable. They're holding you accountable for what you said, what you wrote, and what you did. Right. What's wrong with that? Why can't you accept right. that you said these things 10 years ago or 10 days ago, right. 10 minutes ago? You said it. Right. It's not on the person who found it. It's on the person who said it, which was who was you. And you can't go on a show like this, on a platform like this, mm-hmm. and make statements like that. You it, just can't. It was flippant. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. I don't care. It's like, I'm I don't care. It. And so then Ellen was like, I mean, I talked to the Oscars and they said you can have your job back if you want it. You just have to let us know. Let them know. And I'm like, mm, no. no. He jumped the gun. Yeah. Have Tracy Ellis yeah. Ross do it. Like he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, but he, he never apologized. He's saying, I, he never said, I apologize for it. He said, I addressed it. But you addressed it by saying, yeah, I said it. Get over it. I'm not going to apologize right. for it. Right. And then he said that the Oscars did present him with you need to apologize or we're going to find another host. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going to apologize. They said, okay. And I would have respected him more if he just would have left it at that. And left it at and that. Do the, and the, yeah. Stand in your shit. Yeah. As wrong as it may be. Yeah. At least you have some integrity yeah. for the wrong shit. But hey. But don't be going on these media tours. Right. Yeah. Over him. Canceled. Well, <laughs> it looks like that about wraps up our categories for the week. Yes. 
It was a little hefty, but it we had to hit y'all. Week, you know, yeah. We coming out of January swinging <laughs> with the categories. Well, this week we actually don't have a listener letter. We have a listener question. question. So, Maurice, do you want to ask what the listener wants to know of us? So the listener wrote in and said, I know you guys are doing Sober January. No drink January. No drink January is what we're actually calling it. So I have a question for you guys. Would you date someone who does not drink? Depends, is my answer. My answer is no. Flat out no? Flat out no. Okay, well, go ahead. (laughs) Tell us why. No. So I did, I tried to date someone who does not drink, and it's a struggle. So remember that summer when... I was like dating everybody. Oh, spreadsheets? <laughs> yeah. Spreadsheets? Yeah. So, Summer of spreadsheets. Yes. Color coded. Summer of spreadsheets. So, backstory I was, had been single for a while, I think, right? And so. As long as I ever knew you'd been single. <laughs> right. And I was in therapy. And so, my therapist <laughs> was saying, um, I think you should date more. I think you're ready. I was like, no, I'm not. And she's like, no, I think you really like should. You know, just date, have fun because. You know, I'm the type, I know how to do a long-term monogamous relationship, or I know how to be a hoe. And there is no in-between. Well, at least you said it. Yeah, there is no in-between. So it's like one or the other. And so I was talking to her, and I was saying, I don't think that I've ever, like, like just dated someone. Or just dated, you know. Like serial dated. Like serial dated, or just, you know. And so she's like, you should try it. And so that was like my homework, and, you know. I created my profile on the apps and started dating. And I I think I went a little overboard. With you were very um, type A. I was very, yeah. Very, you were collecting data. I was collecting data. I had a spreadsheet and I had like different data points. I had like their name. I had like their nickname. I had the days we went on dates. They got a score after the date on whether I would like, you know, go on a, a subsequent date with them. And then <laughs> they got... Like a red, yellow, or green kind of tag Horrific. on the side, yeah. Whatever happened to, like, just organically connecting with people? I mean, I did that, but then, you know, I needed some... Because it was a lot of okay. days. Oh, okay. Well, so, <laughs> I needed to, you know, mentally keep track right. of, like, what was going on. And so, in this um, dating exercise, I met this guy, and we started, we started dating. Um, but he... We went on the first date, and I think he was late, or he, or I think I just got there early. I can't remember which one. And so I, you know, was at the bar, and I had I ordered a drink while I was waiting. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, he came, and we were sitting at the bar, and I'm drinking. I was like, "Oh, do you want to get a drink too?" And he was like, "He said no." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Then our, you know, it's time for like our table. We sit down. I noticed he didn't order a drink mm-hmm. at dinner either. So then on like the next date. Um, he just didn't order a drink. Okay. And I was like, um, are you going to order a drink? And he's like, no, he doesn't drink. Okay. And I was like, uh. <laughs> well, why? He just said he didn't want to. Okay. And he had drank in the past, but he just stopped drinking. But I just felt like he was judging. It just felt like judgment to me. Right. And I just didn't want to... It made me uncomfortable, like, for me to be drinking in front of him. And, and you're drinking alone. And I'm drinking alone, and then... And he's clocking your drinks. Yeah, and I feel like, <laughs> oh, you're going to have another one. You know, so it's just like, mm, I don't want that judgment. So I don't think I could. I get that. I think that, um, I think I could. I wouldn't preclude 
the opportunity of mm-hmm. dating someone because they didn't drink alcohol. Um, I think that it would, for me, depend upon the reasoning, right? So, for example, if someone's, like, in recovery. No. Mm-mm. Well, let me finish my piece. Okay. <laughs> if someone's in recovery, you know, because they were they had a problem with alcohol mm-hmm. or, or, or were an alcoholic, I would, to me, that's not a disqualifier. Mm. I would still date them. No. I think that I would have to kind of assess at what point they were in their recovery, right? Like, if they were just, like, you know, only 10 days clean or whatever, sober, I would be like, "Uh, it's probably not best that we date because I wouldn't want to be a trigger for them. I wouldn't want to potentially, you know, feel guilty for having them relapse or even put them in an environment where Mm -hmm. they would be around alcohol and be tempted. But that's every situation. That's limiting you. I get that. But, like, you know, if a person's like, look, they've addressed their demons Mm -hmm. with alcoholism and they pretty much got it in check. And they've right. been, you know, sober for two, three years. Right. And they can be around alcohol. They don't feel tempted to drink. Mm. I, I think I could do it. I think I could have it. You know, I would be worried about having it in the home. It just depends. That's the, yeah. Um, it would just, I think I would have to be a little bit more cognizant about mm-hmm. my intake. See, I don't, and I'm I would not have to, um, you know, have more uh, of a thoughtful approach to my right. alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. But they, I, again, I would not date someone. But they'd have to be a hell of a person. Mm-mm. No. Because I would always feel like if they were in recovery, like you said, then I would always feel like I couldn't have it around. I couldn't. We can't go here. We can't go there. We can't. I would just feel like well, just on edge the entire places. time. But no, like my older brother doesn't drink. Right. But that's just like a personal choice right. for him. But I, don't, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't date someone. I could do it drink. so long as they didn't like judge me when I drank a whole bottle or when I wanted champagne <laughs> and I was just right. being lush, you know. Yeah. And um, I I think I could. I think it would just again it would take a different approach no, to a lot of things. I don't think so. I, I think would, I would be. I would just feel on edge the entire time. Like so, my boyfriend does. He drinks, but he doesn't like drink drink a mm-hmm. lot. And so when we were in Mexico. We're at an all-inclusive resort. Oh, I'm knocking them drinks Okay. okay. And so that was my thinking, too. And so, you know, I was drinking, and, you know, we're at the pool, and we're not doing anything. We're not going to work. We're not, you know. Right. We're on vacation. And so one day at the pool, um, he was like, how many have you had to drink today? And I felt like he was clocking me. Aww. And I was just like, I'm but on vacation. I think but that then, is real. For people who don't drink, they mm-hmm. think that, like... they might not have a realistic uh barometer of what Mm -hmm. is a lot or what's a little right right yeah so i mean in that situation or i just don't i just don't know i couldn't date someone who does not drink at all like that would be Mm -hmm. just too much right yeah deal breaker I guess. It just depends. You know, for some people, I think alcohol is really a, a part of their social culture. Yeah. And um, it just depends. I would I would try it. It would just be difficult. Well, thank you for your listener question. Yes. It is now time to get into I said what, what I, I said. said. Well, my I said what I said is going to be brief. Yeah, right. I say that every week. You do. But it is going to be brief. Um, you know, I said what I said is an unpopular opinion. And mm-hmm. I kind of grapple with this one over whether or not it was an unpopular opinion. Okay. But I believe that it is. And it's dealing with social media and people displaying and sharing their lives with us. Mm-hmm. Now, my favorite social media platform is Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a platform where people can you know, share a lot of pictures mm-hmm. and insight into their life. Right. 
there's a lot of accounts that I follow that are couple accounts. Oh, I hate that. And when I say couple accounts, I mean it's mm-hmm. like a account devoted to, to this couple. couple. Yeah. And you know, their aesthetic mm-hmm. and their travel and their food and pictures of them and people like do whole photo shoots. They do. That's gotta take a long time. Right. And you know those fake candid moments. And I follow a lot of these accounts. And mm-hmm. I follow a lot of those gay ones because, like, I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm like, oh, look at these boyfriends, like, doing fun boyfriend things, and I want to do that. And I, like, look at them with, like, envy and jealousy right. and all that stuff. And yeah. then I do the self-hating thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a couple accounts. Uh-huh. I like them. Even I on them. even on Facebook, you know, people posting their lovey-dovey mm-hmm. and pictures mm-hmm. of vacations mm-hmm. and all the good times. When Ugh. the shit is over... <laughs> I am owed an explanation. <laughs> I want an answer. Don't ask for privacy. Right. Don't ask for, like, you know, people to mind their business. Mm-hmm. You chose and elected to share your life with people. Right. We got involved in the story. Mm-hmm. We're following chapter by chapter, post right. by post, mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. your love story. I feel invested. I want to see the wedding day. I want to see the children. I want to see the outcome. And when it falls short of that, or it's just not even of that, but if this, the relationship, if you're going posting daily daily multiple times multiple times a day yeah with your person i feel like you're a little part of my life through the little double clicks and swipes (laughs) and then for you to just rip that from me yeah without any kind of conclusion is hurtful it's mean and it's it's just ain't cool so i would appreciate you know you ain't got to give us all the business but just how y'all be doing these little subliminal posts Mm -hmm. and song lyrics give me some tea on what happened right that's all it's not much to ask so but, either if you go and have, I, I, I prefer you not to have these yeah. these dumb accounts anyway. Yeah, yeah. I love the people who keep their relationship off social media. Mm-hmm. If you looked at their, I know married folks. <laughs> if you look at their Instagram, you would swear they were single, right? Because they don't be they don't be posting their baby, Nobody. they don't be posting their husband. It's all about them, yeah. and that's fun and good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's just the ones where it's all about the couples. When that dissolves, yeah, I would just like a little statement. You know, yeah, or or a picture of it dissolving or breaking up. <laughs> Just give me some closure. Yeah, That's all I that. ask for. Yeah, because you put so much on there from the beginning, and then now you want some privacy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. That's not what you built up. That's not. Yeah. And I said what I said. <laughs> right. That was short. See, it was good. My I said what I said this week is probably going to be short too. So, you know, you guys, it's the beginning of the year. Everybody has their New Year's resolution. I'm going to get my body in shape. I'm going to get in this gym. I'm going to get on this workout plan, get this trainer, and I'm going to get my body right for the summer. Mm. That lasts until about March. Well, that sounds like February. Mm, they start falling off because they probably signed up for like a one-month plan. <laughs> <laughs> and they start to fall off. They, but by March, they're gone. Wow. But, you know, until then, that gym be packed. Wow. And it's always with... You know, just people who it's either their first time working out or they just don't know the machines or whatever. So I applaud them for going. And, you know, if they can, if they stay consistent, but usually they don't. But it's too much. And then everyone gets so overly health conscious. Like I was in Whole Foods the other day and this girl was asking the worker, do you guys have gluten free water? What bitch? Because it's my, it's my New Year's resolution. I'm trying to go gluten-free. How about you learn what gluten-free is? <laughs> I cannot. 
not. You are lying. I am so you serious. I am so serious. So serious Water right now. Water is like air. It's like hydrogen right. dioxide. No? No. Peroxide? H2O. <laughs> H2O. But yeah. Hydrogen dioxide. No, that would be two ox- oxygen. Anyway, I, I didn't pass science, clearly. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, she was asking for gluten-free water. And I'm just like, do you know how <laughs> ignorant you sound right now? But yeah, I mean, just if you're going to be healthy, if you're going to be, you know, in the gym or doing these health-conscious things, educate yourself on what you're asking for, or what you're trying to do. So, Practice gym etiquette. Practice gym etiquette. Like, don't be up on the machine taking your selfies don't bring your kids to the gym either that's another thing because they don't have the babysitting area some of them do but i was in the gym in the building and this lady brings her kid into the into the gym and i'm just like why are you here right. and she's mommy's gonna work out for 30 minutes I'm getting nothing done. yeah and so she's you know on the treadmill or doing whatever and the kid just running around like picking up weights like that's right. a help you know, that's a safety issue. That's a safety issue. Like, what if that kid got hurt? Now she's sitting like on the machines. Right. Like, nobody can use them. You're taking up space. You're interrupting everyone else's workout because you want 30 minutes on the treadmill right. to watch some Netflix show. <laughs> I haven't been to the gym since like early November. Really? As bad as it is, as it is. Mm-hmm. it's just December is just crazy month, mm-hmm. and I avoid the gym at all costs in January. Yeah, so yeah. I just haven't gone. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's good that people are trying to stick to their resolutions. Yeah. But again, it's a We'll see where you are in May. <laughs> right. We'll see how ready for the beach you are. Basically. And I said what I said. Okay, child. Let's get to our next segment of the show. It is time to wrap it up with our tens, tens, tens across the board. Maurice, who are you giving your tens to? I'm giving tens to Lonnie Johnson. Lonnie Johnson runs Johnson Research and Development Company. And he was in a royalty dispute with Hasbro Toys since February. And so his company, which is in Atlanta, uh, designed the Super Soaker water guns. You remember those? Yes. Yeah, like yes. Super Soaker, like man. Nerf. Yeah. So he's been awarded $73 million from this royalty dispute with Hasbro. Oh, snap. Yeah. Royalty, royalty, so, royalty. Yeah. So he felt that he was underpaid wow. since 2007 for these toys. Like they had, I guess, a certain line in the contract where he was owed a certain percentage uh, of the sales. Mm -hmm. And so they have been underpaying him since forever, basically. (laughs) And so he filed a lawsuit. They've been in trial for a long, long time. And they finally ran him his money. Run him his check. Run him his check. Johnson has a, he's a nuclear engineer. He's got a PhD from Tuskegee and he is a NASA scientist. Wow. So congrats to you. Lonnie Johnson. So, um, my tens for the week goes to Centoya Denise Brown. Uh, This is a story that garnered a lot of media attention uh, due to the miscarriage of justice in this case. Uh, Centoya was 16 when she was a victim of sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. And um, she was held by captors Mm -hmm. who would sell her to various people for sex acts Mm -hmm. at the age of 16. Um... Uh, a man purchased, I hate even saying that, it sounds horrible, purchased her for sex acts and took her back to his home mm-hmm. where he held her there. She was fearful that he would return her to her captors. Mm-hmm. So she ended up um, 
killing him yeah. in self-defense. Yeah. And I, there were some issues around her sentencing because she took some money okay. from him. So they got her. They said that the murder was premeditated because of the fact that she stole money from him. Oh, wow. Not like totally negating the fact that she didn't want to be returned to her captors right, and she yeah. may need money to, you know, get home yeah. or to survive yeah, yeah. Uh, in that system. Wow. And uh, when she was 16 years old, she was sentenced to life in prison and it would be 51 years before she would ever even be wow. released. Yeah. However, uh, Tennessee governor granted clemency to Centoya today mm-hmm. and uh, she will now be released after fifth after serving 15 years of that life sentence wow isn't that crazy that's crazy she's 30 years old like she's younger than wow. me, a baby yeah. like this happened in 2004 oh wow so um she will be released on august 7th 2009 what can't she get and i'm looking at like that's kind of yeah. long y'all can't release her now yeah and i mean but there's processes and but still that seems like that's a, very, a long that, it's process. a full eight months yeah I mean, it'll be 16 years at that point. Yeah. And then she does have to serve 10 years of parole, which okay. again is like, really? But you know what? The fact of the matter is that this was a, ma- a major miscarriage of justice. Mm-hmm. She now will have her freedom. And I hope that, you know, there are lots of organizations who will be assisting her into um, re-entering society, yeah, society and yeah. um, just flourishing because mm-hmm. that was a really, really sad story. Yeah, her whole life. So. Um, you know, I hope that she gets her book deal. I hope she gets her lifetime movie. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, her life has a serious turn around because that that's just tragic because mm-hmm. the system failed her yeah. by allowing her to even get caught up in the system of human sex trafficking, which is horrible, horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, it's prolific. It's global. But then to, again, sentence her yeah. <laughs> to life. It's just the, this is, the system totally failed her. Yeah. So I'm giving her my tens for the week. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy for her. And I'm happy that sometimes our government can make a way out of no way and make things right so she gets my 10 girl <laughs> okay right. guys yeah yes well thank you so much for listening to the show mm-hmm. thank you for supporting us yes and don't forget to like rate and subscribe also write us a review and check us out on all things social a category is pod and write us a listener letter at categoriespod at gmail.com. Yes, give us your messy tea. <laughs> Let us know what's going on in your yep. life. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Mm-hmm. Tell your mamas, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. We need them numbers to get up. Dude. Listen to us, people. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much. And we'll be back at you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.